Blog Talk Radio. Good evening if you're in a different part of the world, or maybe even good morning if you're somewhere out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. I don't know. My name is Rick Lupert. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's good to have you here. This is a special edition of our monthly broadcast in which we'll be talking with the three Poetry Superhighway contest judges for our currently running contest. It's kind of an anniversary for Poetry Superhighway Live. We started uh, seven years ago with... Uh, this actual show, our very first Poetry Superhighway Live broadcast, was our first live conversation with the poetry contest judges. We used to—it's not the first, not the seventh year of the contest or the eighth year of the contest, but it's our eighth time doing this on Poetry Superhighway Live. We used to do it in a chat room. I don't know if anyone remembers chat rooms. Um, I guess it's sort of the same thing as Facebook messaging people live, but with a lot of people. All at once, but um, this is our eighth time uh, doing this. Uh, actually, with voices, uh, uh, getting to hear people talk and answer questions, etc. Um, we typically do an open reading every single month, um, but we are foregoing that this month in order to be able to talk with our poetry contest judges. But don't worry if you're tuning in and you're you're aching to share a poem. Our next uh, open reading is just a couple of weeks away. It's going to be on Sunday, August 10th at 2 p.m. Pacific time. So hold your poem until then, uh, or perhaps immediately after listening, just wander over to your neighbor and, and read it to them. Or perhaps there's an open reading in your uh, area that you can go to as well. So as I mentioned, uh, Poetry Superhighway Live is seven years old. This is our eighth time having this particular conversation um, other, if it's your first time tuning in, you should note that uh, one of our future broadcasts on October 19th, uh, Sunday, October 19th, is where we will announce the winners of our contest uh, first. So tune into that. That's always an exciting time to be listening. Um, it's uh, so we're here to celebrate and to talk about our um, our currently running poetry contest. I think. This is the 16th annual Poetry Superhighway Contest. Uh, when things keep happening every year, I, I kind of lose count. I think it's 16. I'm pretty sure. I have a vague memory that last year was 15, but um, I could be wrong. Uh, so let me tell you a little bit about the contest before uh, we bring in our judges to, uh, to have a conversation with them. So um, this is one of the most egalitarian, easy-to-participate-in contests that I know of. First of all, have some poems. That's step one. If you'd like to enter, it's only $1 per poem to enter, and there's no minimum. So you could enter with as few as one poem and with as many as unlimited poems. We've had people enter with one poem. We've had people send in 50 poems at once. Um, I think I might have just given the judges a heart attack by saying that out loud, but um, yes, that's happened as well. Um, you send us the, you fill out an entry form, uh, you get instructions on how to send your poems in, and then you uh, send in payment for your poems, which could be via PayPal or it could be a check through the mail, and all the instructions to do that come to you when you uh, follow the uh, specific uh, tasks in order to enter. Um, and then I take your poems and I remove your name from them, and I put them in kind of a, in a universal format so they sort of look the same as the other poems going in. Uh, coming in, and I send them off to the judges who have no idea whose poems they're getting. They could be getting a batch of poems from one poet. They could be getting a batch of poems from a number of poets. Whoever uh, I received payments for on that particular day, that is, uh, that's the batch of poems that go out to the judges. They score them between zero and five points and return the scores to me. At the end of the contest, which is basically the middle of October, the deadline to get your poems in is October 4th. That's also the deadline to um, either pay via PayPal uh, the entry fee or postmark your entry if you are sending it by via check. So then um, I look at the, uh, I sort all the scores and we find out who rises to the top. And we sometimes have a winner without a second round of scoring. 
and sometimes not, and there needs to be a short second round of scoring where the judges will then score your poems between zero and ten points. That's usually just a handful, four or five poets, in, in the event that there's a tie. And then we have a winner, or three winners actually, the top three scoring poets win the contest. So what happens to the entry fees? Well, they're divided up among the top three scoring poets. So this is a completely not-for-profit contest. Um, if you are a score, if you win the contest, if you come in first place, you'll get 50% of the entry fees that are taken in. As uh, Douglas Richardson, our judge who's on the phone with us right now, um, did last year, if you score in second place, you will get 30% of the entry fees take, taken in. And if you score in third place, you'll get 20% of all of the entry fees taken in. So I'm not getting rich on uh, running this contest. In fact, because of PayPal fees, I'm actually going into debt as a result of running this contest. Um, but here's the cool thing. Um, in addition to that, we have a ton of sponsors. There are 51 sponsors this year, which is which is um, a, a lot more than the past couple of years, as a matter of fact. And they've all donated um, tons of prizes. In fact, there are 210 additional prizes in addition to the entry fees uh, that are coming in. And all of those prizes are divided up amongst the top three scoring uh, – I'm sorry – no, between all of the poets who enter, not the top three scoring poets, which means that if you enter the contest and you don't win in one of those top three scoring places, you will get something just for entering. It could be a book of poetry. It could be a subscription to something. It could be um, a work of art that someone has uh, donated. There's tons of different things, and I encourage you to go to our contest page and uh, check out what, what that long list of prizes are. Uh, because it's kind of a win-win for everyone. Sure, we've got three winners. They get the cash. They get uh, published as the winners and a couple of other little things. Um, but just for entering, you're, you'll definitely get a prize as well. A couple I want to point out, um, uh, one of our sponsors, Roland Vassen, who's also a Los Angeles poet, he donated $250 to the contest. So that $250 is going to be added to the entry fee money taken in divided among the top three scoring poets. So already um, we've got a, a chunk of money that's going to our winners. Um, in addition, um, this is just particularly cool. There's a, there's a poet named Ashira Malka who runs the website 2cpoetry.com. That's the number two, the letter C, and then poetry.com. She ever, um, has done this a few years, but she's offering a hundred little packs of poetry things. Um, so it's little things. It's like a poetry bookmark and a couple of other things. Um, but she's actually going to send out a hundred of these little poetry packets that she puts together to a hundred different contest entrants. That is like amazing. Most of the contest people who are sponsoring the contest are entering, you know, a handful of prizes. They might have to, you know, mail out their prizes to five different people and something like that. But we've got. She's gonna send out to a hundred different people. So I just want to say a special thanks to those two sponsors because I think they're going way above and beyond what we uh, ask our, our other sponsors. So, ladies and gentlemen, as mentioned, uh, this particular hour we're going to be having a conversation with our contest judges. We have two of them uh, on the line with me uh, today. Uh, first, I would like to say hi to the person who actually won the contest last year in first place um, from L.A., California, Douglas Richardson. Hi, Doug. Hello, thank you very much. Yeah, um, happy to be uh, doing this this year. Um, I have, uh, I think, forty-seven poems have come in so far, and I've, and I've enjoyed reading them all. I think they've all had merit, and um, so I'm really looking forward to uh, to this contest. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on yeah. board. I think, according to my spreadsheet, you guys have seen fifty-nine poems so far. Is that right? Um, yeah, so maybe there's a batch out there that that you didn't get. But we'll have to look into <laughs> yeah. that into that later. Okay, that's the kind of thing which makes me panic. But that's okay. We just want to get figured out. Um, and the other judge we have uh, with us um, from currently from Manchester, New Hampshire, is Hannah Dow. Hi, Hannah. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so glad to have you on board. Now you didn't actually you you scored um, in fourth place in last year's contest. You weren't technically one of the winners, but you were 
just so close to, to scoring in one of those top three scoring positions. And it just so happens that one of the other folks who won the contest wasn't wasn't able uh, because of other time commitments to to join in. And I, you know, I, I reached out to you as, as one of the other top scoring poets, and I'm, I'm so happy that you were able to um, to do that this uh, summer. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you for asking me. I'm excited to be a part of it. Cool. Um, our third judge is uh, Aaron Gardner. He's from Ojai, California. Um, he had kind of a crazy schedule today, and, and I know he's busy moving from place to place, and I know he said he's going to try to pull over off the highway, or actually we call them freeways here in Southern California, um, to uh, to call in. So hopefully he'll have a chance to do that uh, before uh, before our show's over so we can hear from, from all uh, three of them. So, all right, um, I've got two of you. I'm really happy to have you online. I'm wondering if you could both tell me a first question to both of you, just kind of generally, like um, a little bit about yourselves. Um, I've already mentioned where you live. Maybe what what you do for a living, or what you're currently involved with, and and how you how you came to poetry, if that makes sense. So, um, Hannah, how about you? What well, what's your answer to all that? Um, sure. So, I am sort of I guess sort of new to poetry. I came to poetry really in college. Um, which I, and I graduated from college two years ago, so um, I took a few classes and I really, I really loved it and decided that I wanted to continue with it. And so I was just, um, I was just in LA, living in LA, finishing. I just finished my master's at uh, Loyola Marymount, and now I am starting this fall my PhD um, at the University of Southern Mississippi um, in English and creative writing, so specifically poetry. Um, so that is, I guess poetry is, um, will be my life <laughs> for the next few years. So. That's great. So you, you do nothing for a living. You're, you're completely immersed <laughs> in poetry, uh, yeah. uh, go, going into debt for the cause, <laughs> I guess, as it were. Um, so cool. I'm so you know I didn't know you were in LA uh, recently, and I'm sorry we didn't get the chance to uh, to connect. But um, um, but uh, so glad to, to have you on board, Doug. What about you? Tell us about yourself and how you came to poetry. I yeah I I'm an editor at a law firm, and um, I came to poetry back in the early '90s. Um, I always liked music, and it seemed a natural extension of that. And I started writing and. I had a little success with um, people's reactions to what I wrote, and so I thought, well, um, maybe I'll explore this further. And uh, so I guess I've been doing it now for about 20 years. Um, and uh, and yeah, that's about it. That's cool. What What do you mean that that you're an editor at a law firm? What does that mean? I uh, it's a full service gigantic law firm and I um, attorneys marketing people our healthcare group um, have uh, their documents edited you know for grammar punctuation clarity and so that's what I do that's how I earn a wage <laughs> that's great I mean uh, so I, I wonder if you if you ever sort of creep poetry into the documents that you're uh, <laughs> Working on a little subversive, you know, uh, uh, art, uh, guerrilla art action in there. Um, great. Well, Doug, great to hear about you. Um, so we have a, a 20 year poet veteran and a future doctor of poetry on the line uh, with us. Uh, uh, Hannah, I may send some poems for you to operate on at some point in the future, uh, just so you know. Um, <laughs> So let's see. Um, you both entered last year's contest, and you both scored uh, very well. Um, as I mentioned, Douglas, you won the contest last year. I have to, I have to sort of reveal um, uh, just a, a little bit. This isn't my own agenda, but my own. You know, Douglas, you're one of my favorite poets. Certainly, one of my favorite Los Angeles poets, and I've had oh, the thanks. chance to in interact interact with you in LA and hear you read. And and I've you know published your work a bunch of times. So I was I couldn't have been more thrilled. Um, that a completely separate group of judges, you know, who I didn't know and had no influence on from last year's com 
contest uh, rose you to the top of the contest. It was a big uh, thrill for me to see you in that position. Um, Hannah, um, I, I really enjoyed the work that I've seen you send so far um, and, and what you sent for last year's contest. So happy to have you uh, on board as well. I, so you both entered last year's contest. I'm wondering if you can talk about sort of contests in general. Do you, do you guys enter many contests? Um, was there anything in particular different about the Poetry Superhighway contest in 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 uh, in your experience from, from other contests and and also the prizes were randomly distributed in particular I guess this would apply more to you um, Hannah so I'm wondering what what you got last year as well Hannah what about you um, as far as contests go I actually have not entered very many contests at all um, and I think the only other contests I've entered are, or have have been sort of a, an extension of being published. So it was sort of like an automatic enter into a contest, not really right. knowing that. Um, and so I guess it's uh, hard for me to speak to um, how Poetry Superhighway's contest is different from most contests. But I, I do know that it is less expensive and, uh, I think that's kind of what deters the poor graduate student from <laughs> trying to um, enter many contests. So that is a nice thing. Um, it, it probably discourages, then, uh, you know, it probably discourages anyone who uh, identifies themselves uh, as a poet, considering that's not necessarily yeah. the most lucrative, uh, you know, avocation one can launch into. Right. Uh, right. But I, yeah. you were. But, but go ahead. What did you uh, What did you win, win last year? Do you remember? Yes, I believe I won your your book, um, the one you edited, Macrastica Gone Wild. Oh, collection. cool! Yes. So. Yeah, so that's Great. pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that that I can tell you that's probably one of the coolest prizes we've ever given. <laughs> <laughs> As well. <laughs> Uh, did, Doug, did you get anything extra besides the the cash? And I think we had. Well, let's go ahead. Uh, no, it was uh, the cash. I, I did. Um, it's interesting because the year before, with uh, I entered the the poem I won with last year. I entered that I entered that same poem the year before and came in fourth, and I got um, uh, a gift card to Small World Books, and that was really nice. A thirty dollar gift card. Um, cool. And as far as as far as let's go, I don't enter that that many contests. I, I do think that I, I think you've mentioned before one of the differences with the poetry superhighway contest is that the judges read every single poem, as opposed to a lot of contests where there are screeners, and then the screeners weed out the ones that they don't like, and then they they submit a a batch of finalists to the to the judge or judges. And then they review only those poems. So I kind of like the fact that the judges see every poem and score every poem. Yeah, that's that's cool. I hear that that a lot. I mean, this is the only contest I've ever run. I guess there was one contest that I judged quite some time ago where I did sort of receive a smaller batch, and and it does put a lot more. It does give a lot more work to the judges to have to read. Everything, but I just it you know the the idea of using a screener didn't necessarily make make sense to me because it's essentially you know you have another set of judges you know who are you know making a, a determination whether the poetry is even worth right. being read by the judges and um, I, I I guess maybe there's some kind of sensibility that 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 could go some common sensibility that could go into that but honestly I'd rather put the whole thing in your hands and and let you guys. Uh, you know, write off whatever you wanted to write off and and score higher whatever you thought was uh, worthy. You could probably tell pretty quickly in a poem, you know, if it's if, if, where it's going to fit in general on on the spectrum. I would imagine. Yeah, I think um, on the oh. first couple. Oh, okay. No, go oh. ahead. I, I think on the first couple of batches I um, that I received, I was a little slower on them, but then I sort of figured out uh, a system to use and um and I, I found it to be very rewarding actually so i'm looking forward to the rest of it cool yeah 
Well, there's a lot of the rest of it to come, so, uh, right. so I'm, glad you're, I'm glad you're looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, we've had, I mean, typically it's around 500 poems or so that get entered every year, and you guys heard about 59 or so. And, you know, I always have this fantasy that it's going to be the most successful contest ever, and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, but hopefully the workload for, for you two won't be too overwhelming. All right, so... Um, I just want to throw out the phone number in case anyone's listening and has a question that you want to ask the judges. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Just want to throw this out there. I know we typically do an open reading every month. I mean, in case you're not, haven't quite been paying attention, uh, and I I assume that you have, but just in case, um, don't call in expecting to be able to read a poem. This is not our monthly open reading. I, I, I know last year, uh, if you happen to listen to the show last year, someone called in saying, yeah, I wanted to read a poem, but uh, uh, so they didn't realize that we were just doing our judges' conversation, and it's a little awkward on the air when I think you're calling in to ask the judges a question, and I have to send you away, and uh, no one no one enjoys that. So, But if you do have a question for the judges, this is such a great opportunity. I don't know of any other contest that does that. May, maybe you do, and you can call in and correct me Uh, but you have direct access uh, right now to two of our contest judges and if you're kind of mulling over what to enter in the contest this year and uh, you know the the kinds of things that they might be looking for um, the way that they look at at uh, at at poetry when they read it etc this is a great chance for you to to ask a question to them directly so you can have whatever it is that you want to know in mind as you put your contest entry uh, together. So if you'd like to call in and ask them a question, the number is 646-716-7362. If you don't want to call in, but you just want to ask a question anyway, you can message me on Facebook. Uh, you, you can find me on Facebook, Rick Lupert. That's my name. Uh, perhaps we're friends already. Uh, go ahead and send me a message and I will... Uh, uh, I will ask your question live on the air, or you can also, um, if you're tuning into the show, you probably see there's a, a chat room uh, that you can uh, that right there on the Blog Talk Radio page. You can ask a question in there, and I'd be more than happy to pass that on as well. Alrighty, um, so back to you two. I'm wondering. Um, I asked you both to prepare a couple of poems, and I wanted to ask kind of about your outside influences first, and I'm wondering if you can. Um, maybe talk a little bit about a little bit about who your favorite poets are, um, and read a poem by by one of them. So uh, let's see, Douglas. How about you go first this time? Uh, well, my outside influences. That's really tough. Um, definitely um, music uh, is how it started, and then um, I think uh, as a lot of people in LA. Uh, are familiar with uh, Charles Bukowski. I started reading him. He was kind of my gateway into poetry, and um, and uh, then I uh, branched out into maybe some Rilke, and that that's the poet I'm going to read today. And um, and also, um, I don't really get to go to readings as much as I used to because of my job and the hours I work. But I think I've been just as heavily influenced by going to readings in the area and being part of a poetry community and sort of developing my, my style or my voice um, through that. I think that's been as important as anything. That makes, that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, I, I think they're, they're, you know, the, the people who achieve success in poetry um, or fame, I guess, perhaps, is, is, uh, is slightly more of an accurate word, uh, are... You know, maybe just as as skilled as some of the people who don't. You know, a lot of it sometimes is is perseverance and luck and getting your work in front of the right people. So you you might have the same. You know, it's it's just a legitimate, I think, to have influences of people who you you encounter, as you mentioned. You know, at readings here in L.A. as as other poets who who have some some amount of fame to them. So it's 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 cool to hear you say. Um, we we yeah, read that. Uh, Will you read that Rilke poem? Sure. Yeah, let me open the book here. Uh, it's called, and, and uh, most of the poems I tend to gravitate toward are shorter, so the, both of my poems are, that I'm going to read today are quite short. Uh, this one's called Entrance. Whoever you are, in the evening, step out of your room where you know everything. Yours is the last house before the far off, whoever you are. With your eyes, 
which in their weariness barely free themselves from the worn-out threshold, you lift barely slowly one black tree and place it against the sky, slender, alone. And you have made the world, and it is huge, and like a word which grows ripe in silence. And as your will seizes on its meaning, tenderly your eyes let it go. Very nice, Douglas. Tell, tell us why you picked that particular poem, or you know what you know. Oh. It, it, if you were, I'm not asking you to give it a score per se, but like you know, maybe <laughs> imagine that you were you received it uh, as a contest entry. What made you love that poem? Right. I think, um, and I'll say this, but yet I, I also find that I, I can often be surprised too. So I don't want to to try to. Um, give a sort of narrow definition of what I'm looking for because at least so far I've noticed I've been surprised by a couple of poems that I normally wouldn't think that I would like but I have so so with that caveat I think what I typically think I look for is is a pithiness um, pith being uh, defined I looked it up as having substance and point tersely cogent and I think that's what I tend to like the most um, in, a, in a poem, and also good imagery. I like I like uh, um, strong imagery. So that's cool. so pretty you, much it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So you'd say the the Rilke poem that you read, you know, had had the kind of pith that you liked as exactly. well as, as strong imagery. in pith. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's excellent. Um, cool. Well, Douglas, thank you very much. Hannah, what about you? Um, who are your some of your favorite poets? And, and read read the the poem by one of them. Sure. So I I would say some of my influences have been um, modernists. So I like Williams. I like Emily Dickinson, um, Wallace Stevens, all, the whole bunch. Um, even Gertrude Stein. Um, as far as contemporary poets. Um, I ha- my work kind of underwent a transformation um, last fall, and I started reading a lot of um, prose poetry. And so I kind of began trying to write in the strain or t- to emulate um, Russell Edson and Italo Calvino. And so actually, though, um, I'm not going to read anything by any of them, but another one of my favorite poets is Louise Gluck. And... Um, I chose this. I chose her because I, I actually had the opportunity to see her read yesterday um, up in Woodstock, Vermont. They have a huge literary festival every year, so that was a real privilege. So, the poem I have by her is called "The Night Migration." So I can read that. The night migration. This is the moment when you see again the red berries of the mountain ash, and in the dark sky, the birds' night migration. It grieves me to think the dead won't see them. These things we depend on, they disappear. What will the soul do for solace then? I tell myself maybe it won't need these pleasures anymore. Maybe just not being is simply enough, hard as that is to imagine. Very nice. Um, it's funny. I just actually drove by Woodstock, Vermont, a couple of weeks ago. My wife and I had a vacation, and we were in Vermont and Maine. And I, you know, I remember driving through Woodstock and seeing something about the literary festival, which I was going to miss, uh, uh, yeah. not being on that uh, coast. But um, <clears throat> how cool! Why did you pick that particular poem? Um, well, I think it really. I, I too like pithiness, um, and I think one of the things that I keep returning to when I think about sort of what makes a a poem a good poem or, or what I'm looking for from a poem is something that Robert Frost said, and he he said that a poem should begin in delight and end in wisdom, and I think that this poem really does it for me. Um, so. That's a great uh, quote from Robert Frost. I, you know, I think about sometimes when I'm trying to put together 
poetry or poems that I'm going to read in front of people and I want to make particular impact. I I tend to use humor at the beginning, but then try to end with something that that supplies some sort of, you know, that that indicates that the poem wasn't just a a big joke, you know, that there was something else going on here. So um, uh, thank you for sharing that frost quote. I I definitely related uh, to that. Um, Cool. Um, well, thank you guys both for picking other poems by other other poets to read. Um, so I also asked you to pick one of your own poems to read. I, I want to mention to uh, the, any folks listening that um, our judges were featured poets of the week on Poetry Superhighway last week. They just went offline uh, uh, yesterday, but or that is uh, the, the new poets of the week went up. Uh, yesterday, but you can still, of course, see all of our past poets of the week in our archive. And if you click on Past Poets Archive, the very top uh, uh, item there in the 2014 year uh, will be the, the uh, our three judges. So you can read more from them, and it's it's always kind of in- interesting, I think, to when you're submitting to a magazine, you know, to to read the magazine and and see what it's all about and see the kind of stuff that they publish and, and think about that as you're putting your own submission together. So here's a chance, yet another chance for you to learn more about the people reading your poems by reading their poetry and uh, you know getting an idea about what their sensibility is all about, again, as you put your own uh, work together. Not that, and I'm sure they'll talk about this, not that I think that they're limited to their own sensibility. I'm sure they're judging uh, uh, reading your poems you know, on, uh, or doing the best that they can to read them on their own terms as well. Uh, but let's get let's hear one of your poems uh, live as well. Um, Hannah, maybe you'll go first this time. Um, tell us, uh, read us your poem, and tell us why you picked it. Sure. So this one is called "The Undertaker." As for the rest of us, we might believe and the ephemerality of casseroles and florist flowers, of seasons and of days. We have made it possible to accept the loss of a thing only if replaced by another thing. Hmm. As for the undertaker, he has never seen a table unadorned by casseroles, never seen a house furnished with anything other than flowers, a season besides winter, a day that's not a dying day. The undertaker dwells in the profit of our losses, yet we do not fault him for this because we cannot bury our own dead and so need someone to pick his way through morning fog, to believe not in time, but to remind us that the dead are allegiant, always restored by another dead. Um, And I I picked this one kind of because I felt like it was kind of was in dialogue with the Louise Gluck poem I just read. Um, I don't know. I felt like I, when I was searching for poems to read my own and um, somebody else's, I I kind of found that these ones seemed to be sort of talking to each other, um, maybe mm-hmm. on different levels, but <laughs> sort of in conversation. So. So cool. I love I love your poem. I you know, I'm I'm starting to feel bad for undertakers now and I want to find one and just take them out and give them kind of a normal day, you know, <laughs> where nothing dies. It's like here's a meal. Enjoy it. Here's an empty table. This is what they look like the rest of the year. Um mm-hmm. so I really enjoyed that. Thank you very much. Um Douglas, what about you? What what poem did you bring us and why are you reading it to us? Okay, this one's called Because Because space is vast and time infinite, to have spent an hour in a room with you in humane discomfort, just the two of us, was a better miracle than the entropy and solitude that awaited us. And the reason I chose that is because uh, we're doing a one-hour program. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It seemed appropriate. (laughs) It's a, it is a practicality in your brevity, is what you're saying. <laughs> Correct. I'm certainly it's, feeling humane, dis- humane discomfort. <laughs> not, not my goal, but uh, but. Uh, no, no, that's uh, just that's just me. That's it's it's all me. <laughs> funny. Um, 
So yeah, well, true to your uh, your earlier statement about enjoying you know pithiness, there's a, a nice short poem which I, I think you know I've read a lot of short uh, poems from you in general. So uh, yeah, you know perhaps that's mostly. just your style beyond the fact that there's uh, only an hour. Uh, in the program, a, a mere 25 and a half minutes left, uh, by the way. No one panic. Um, cool. Well, enjoyed that. Thank you. Thank you both for uh, putting yourself out there and and reading uh, your poems in the midst of uh, judging a contest where you're reading other other people's poems as well. Um, I know there are people out there listening, you know, hearing your poems who were who were inspired by hearing them. Two very different poems. Um, and I, and I, I bet you there's people out there thinking, wow, I could do that. I'm going to enter this contest. I know I've got a poem that's, that this person's going to like. So I, I hope that's the case. Um, just want to give out the number one more time. It's 646-716-7362. Specifically, and today only, it's not an open reading. Uh, we're not. Uh, please don't call in to share a poem. But if you have questions for our currently running contest judges, uh, this is your chance to ask them directly and get special insights uh, from them about what they're looking for when they're reading your poems. The number is 646-716-7362. All right, so uh, as I mentioned earlier, I, I think we've had 59 poems out to you so far. Um, I should let you both know there's a lot more poems that have been entered, but I, of course, don't send them to you until I get the entry fee. Um, I did get a chunk of entry fees today already, so there will be a a big-ish batch coming to you later today. Um, But I'm wondering if you can both comment on... uh, without, of course, getting into you know specifics or anything that would identify you know a, a poem or a poet, but can you comment on um, the uh, the entries that you've received so far in in any direction, both you know uh, constructive uh, constructively critical um, or or positively? You know, what are the things that you've seen um, in what you've seen? Um, Douglas, I think it's your turn to go first. Wow, um, that's a really tough question. I'm not really sure I have an answer to it, except um, I will say, you know, I do think that all the entries so far have had had merit. Um, they're not all, they haven't all been contest-winning type of poems. And, you know, and I will say, though, that, you know, I've entered a few contests, and the only one I've ever won was, was last year, so I... I would I would like to say don't don't be discouraged if you don't win the contest. It doesn't mean that that your poem doesn't have have merit because I certainly think every single one of them I've read um, has had merit. Um, there have been a few that have stood out and um, uh, and I think it uh, the poem that I've liked the best has has fit the you know sort of what I look for as far as um, having substance and, and point and, and with good imagery um, in addition to that. And uh, beyond that, I'm not really sure what else to say. Um, maybe if someone had a question, I, I, I could respond to it, but I, I think that's, that's pretty much it. Sure, no problem. You said, you said quite a lot. I, you know, it's, uh, I appreciate in particular that you told people to not be discouraging. And, you know, we, as, as I mentioned, the, the poems are... Or I don't know that I got. I don't know if I got into the specifics, but each each of the judges are scoring the poems between zero and five points, and um, using quarter point uh, intervals. So uh, what that means is that the 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 value between the different levels of scoring is sometimes only a quarter point. Um, in the case of last year, for example. Um, between second and third place, that the highest scoring poem, we actually didn't have a second round of scoring last year, so it really only was the first round. Um, you know, uh, Douglas, as I recall, you scored twelve and a half points, um, and the second right. place winner, Aaron Gardner, was twelve points. It was only half a point difference, and between second and third place, it went down to eleven point seven five points. So, you know. Um, I will reveal the the top ten scoring positions when we do the contest winners announcement um, in October. But uh, really, 
there's no reason for anyone to be discouraged, as you mentioned, because sometimes the the amount you know of difference between a, a, a higher scoring poem and a lower scoring poem is just a minuscule quarter point. And of course, everyone will get you know something for entering. So uh, you know, there's there's joy for everyone at the end. Um, Hannah, what about you? What can you tell us about the uh, the 59 poems you've seen so far? Um, I mean, I would definitely agree with what Douglas ha- has said. Um, and I think one of the things that has happened to me uh, several times in reading the poems, um, like while there have been a few that have stood out to me, there have also been a few that almost stood out. And I think that there so- sometimes... I'll be reading a poem and I'll be really, I'll I'll really like it. And it's kind of what I'm looking for. And then sometimes there'll just be like one word or one line that really is kind of jarring and kind of ruins it. Not, not ruins the poem, like, but just kind of, kind of takes it down from being sort of, you know, almost, almost like, you know, contest winning to not. Um, And I think, so I think it's really important, like word choice and, um, is really important with poetry, and so I know it's for just me, about everything. Yeah, it, it is. There's really not much else <laughs> you can do. So I always try to have somebody. I mean, I'm, I'm in workshops because I'm in school, so I always have people reading my work and giving me feedback, and that's such a valuable thing. So I guess if I don't know if I had any like sort of advice or, or whatever, if that's if my advice is of any merit, I don't know, but to have <laughs> to have somebody read to be able to say like this word doesn't work, and but the poem itself it could be really stunning. Um, so that's something that's just kind of stood out to me throughout this process. But I'm definitely still learning. Well, I, ideally, we're all still learning uh, from when we start until when we you know finish. So uh, it's it's uh, and that's a great thing to hear from from anyone um, in any position of poetry or art that you're still learning. I think that's the way, that's the right way to approach art uh, through, through your entire life. I, I particularly relate to the concept of, you know, a line that, that sort of throws the poem off. I, I in particular find it difficult sometimes to end poems and I'm, you know, the line I come up with, I'm trying to not make it sound like, oh, this is an obvious poem ending as opposed to, you know, the right way to end a poem and I find so that's from my own work but but also you know I read a lot of poetry every week for poet of the week consideration on poetry superhighway and sometimes I find I'm loving a poem and then I get to an ending and there's just a a conclusion that it, it seemed like it, it just throws the whole poem off it's like oh you just you weren't sure what to do and that's what you came up with and it, you know so I I, I can I can relate to that it's it's tough you know uh, as anyone writing poetry can can uh, attest to. I, I think I made an observation in in a poem that I wrote about other people's poetry uh, that was something like, um, you know, in, in regards to the concept of word choice, it was something like, you know, I really like the words that you chose and the order that you put them in, you know, uh, sort of summing up what it is yeah. to, uh, <laughs> to write poetry altogether. Um, all right, well, next next question. Thanks for being willing to comment on the poems that you've read so far. Um, do you think that, um, uh, if you can, I guess, comment in general about what you're specifically looking for when you're reading contest entries? You, you kind of got to that a little bit, but if, if you know, when you're going into a, a poem blank, what is, besides commenting on what you've read, what is it that you're, you're looking for? Um, Hannah? Um, I guess I would say I'm looking for something that I've never read before. Um, mm. And I'm not sure quite how to say it any other way or if there's anything else that I could say, but I just, I want to, I want to read something new. I want to see something a new way. Um, and I want to be struck. Like maybe, maybe I'm looking for a miracle. Maybe that's a lot to ask, but I, I want to see new. No, that's that's incredible. I, you know, I, one of the the rules I have in in poetry is to not to use cliche because you know what it's already been said before. Um, in that way, how, you know, how can you say what you want to say 
in a way that hasn't been said already. So I, I think that's that's key to writing good poetry. Um, uh, looking for miracles is a, is a really cool way to say it um, as well. What, what about you, Douglas? What are you looking for when you're when you're reading poetry? You're right. Uh, to be struck, um, to be moved, and um, or maybe um, experience a, um, a sharp observation within that as well. Um, uh, that always stands out to me. Um, so yeah, those those three things maybe. Cool. Um, is there anything in particular for either of you that um, contributes? In particular, looking at your your, your you have the task of applying uh, points to a poem, which already sounds kind of ridiculous saying it out loud like that. But of course, you know, a contest has to work in in some way. Uh, but you know, what what are the specifics that might contribute to um, the points? That the point level value that you apply to a poem in this case going going up and down. Should I just throw this out there for either oh, one of you to wow. jump in first? Oh, it made me think of that of Dead Poet Society with uh, the Pritchard scale, the perfection times importance equals greatness. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> can you apply but, that to um, a five point scale? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I. I don't know. I, I guess I'm kind of doing it in a sort of holistic way, maybe. Um, I, I think I have a system, and I've got a good feel for it. When I first started doing it, it was it was it felt nearly impossible. I had no I, no idea where to to jump off from. And then when I read about once I got through about 35, I started to be able to sort of compare them all. And then I, I just kind of started, you know, because I knew I had to do it. You know, I'm tasked with scoring them and and uh, and I just kind of jumped in, you know. <laughs> it's interesting that you should comment on that. You know, Aaron, who um, I guess isn't able to join us, or or at least hasn't been able to join us yet, is uh, mentioned um, at the beginning to, to me in an email something similar that there was no kind of rubric to go by, uh, you know. And I'm wondering if uh, maybe. But for next year's contest, obviously it's too late for this year. If there should be kind of a a test batch of poems, maybe maybe to send to the new judges, you know, just a random batch of a previous year's, you know, from a previous year, to just so you can figure out how you're going to do right. what you're going to do. It is challenging because I know that um, you know we we don't want a backlog, and so I, you know, I try to do them um, as quickly as I can. Um, but I definitely try to read them at least twice. Each one gets read at least twice, sometimes more. Um, and I know that later on, of course, I think that's when the heaviest volu- volume of poems is going to come in. And I'm afraid that I'm, I might want to go through every single one of them at the end and sort of compare all of them. And <laughs> I might want to adjust the score, but, um, but I guess that's just... Um, uh, it, you know, it is what it is. It's it's kind of hard to to do that. So I'm I'm just saying, well, I'm going to do my best, but it certainly is a challenge. That's for sure. Sure. Yeah, I wouldn't want to put that task on you guys before the end of the contest to look back at the previous 500 poems <laughs> and let me know if you want to adjust anything. But I, I suppose if you did it before the uh, the deadline, uh, you know what? Forget it. No, that's not going to happen. Um, Hannah. <laughs> What, what about you? What, what do you think contributes specifically to, to points going up and down as you're reading the poems? Um, I mean, it definitely, it definitely is difficult to assign points to a poem. And I think um, as the contest has progressed a little bit, I've tried to okay, compare them to each other, which is impossible to not do. Um, and also, and towards the beginning, it was more comparing them to work that I had read before. Um, and so I think specifically, I think about it pretty simply, but I guess I guess I give like you know a two point five to a poem that sounds kind of well average, I guess, um, because it's an average of <laughs> zero and five. Um, and then if I think that the poem is better than average or you know, and how much better than average, then I go up from there. And if I think it's not better than average, then I go down from there, just kind of 
on a, on the scale, the number scale, which sort of sounds sounds a little bit reductive, but I think that's the way that I am trying to think about it because it makes sense to me. I think it makes sense, and you know, I think as long as there's a consistency in the way that you you do it and attempt to apply. You know, scores to poems that that as 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 silly or reductive as it may be, it you know it it ultimately kind of kind of works. And I, you know, the way that you sort of described it sounds sounds pretty reasonable and fair. Um, um, let's talk about like the the mechanics um, of of the entries that you're receiving. You know, we it's 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 common sense. One would assume that that. You know, words should be spelled correctly, and and if you're you know the, using punctuation intentionally, you should use it correctly. You know that the poem should basically be perfect as you intend it from from that point of view. But sometimes, you know, an error gets through a misspelling or something like that, and and you you can tell right away what it's supposed to be. Um, <clears throat> so I'm wondering if that trips you guys up or affects the score at all or if you're you know maybe if you kind of know what they were going for you might just let it let it slide definitely i if if there's you know if if it's is written it's and it should be it apostrophe s i you know and it's a good poem otherwise i'm not going to dock it for that <laughs> you know um but i guess okay. if it's if it's prevalent um then it might Track, but but no, I would say no. That doesn't affect the score. Okay. Yeah. Make makes sense. Um, and and generous of you as well. What about you, Hannah? Yeah, I. It I, of course it, I think it depends on the mistake and how often it recurs or does not recur. Um, I think maybe I'm not quite as generous though. I think uh, because poetry is limited to words really and and the way that they are um displayed on a page and and it's artful then i think that things should be spelled correctly and if your title is spelled differently from the word that you're using in the poem like and not intentionally so then uh, i think it, i don't know it, it it definitely stands out to me and um it may affect the scoring and depending on what it is there you go. Um, you know, it, it makes sense to me, and as long as you're consistent and fair in the way that you do that throughout, I think that that makes makes complete sense. Slightly different takes on that answer, which is which is cool. I guess one of the cool things about having three different judges is that you know any particular poem that comes in um, might have a, a pretty good chance with one of you, if not if not with another. You know. Um, so it's uh, which which I guess is another reason why we don't have a single contest judge, uh, you know, or someone weeding out the poems. Like every single poem, kind of as a fair shot, uh, and and could get a you know score could be higher based on what two of the judges say versus another, etc. So, all right, right. Well, look, we've got. Um, about eight minutes left in the show. Um, I don't know that we, you know, if, if anyone's listening and wants to call in and ask a poem, ask, sorry, ask a uh, question to the judges, uh, now's the time to do it, 646-716-7362. Or again, you can post the question in the chat room or, or Facebook message to, it to me um, as well. Um, moving on, you know, I as I mentioned, uh, or as we all know, I read a lot of poetry every week for, for Poet of the Week. And sometimes I find that I'm reading a poem that uh, that isn't you know typically the kind of poem that I would seek out or or that I would necessarily identify as the style that I'm most interested in and I in particular try to look at those poems on their own terms you know um, even if it doesn't speak to my sensibility I really try to look at it as well is this a a great example of of what they're doing and 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 sometimes with that in mind I might publish a poem that isn't my favorite poem, but but sort of achieves success on its own terms. And so I would imagine you both have your own, you know, opinions and, and, and poetry that you love reading and poetry that you don't particularly love reading. And I'm wondering how how are you, how do you deal with poetry that's that's coming to you in this contest that may not be your particular style or interest and in, in 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 approaching it on its own terms. 
Do you want to go That's first? <laughs> or, sure. Oh, Anna, um, I can Hannah, let's go with you. Go ahead. Sh- um, sure. That's I mean, that's definitely something that I've run into and have tried. Um, I've tried to sort of see it as like you know, if for example, I'm not a huge fan of poems that rhyme, and if I have a poem that rhymes, I try to pretend like Robert Frost wrote it, and then. Um, and then kind of determine from there, like, is this, does this achieve merit um, in, in the form that it, it is, that it is in? And so it's definitely a challenging task, I think, but something that I'm trying to do. I don't know if that answers your question. But. It absolutely does, yes. Um, what about you, Douglas? Um, yeah, I, um, an analogy I would come up with is, is a music analogy for um, I don't really care for the guitar playing of, or the style of Eric Clapton, but I recognize that he's a great guitar player. So if I read a poem that's similar to that, I try to, I try to remain as objective as I possibly can and recognize that this person truly is a great artist, but it's just not my style. So I'm, I'm going to try to make sure that, it, you know, if I have to score something like that, that I won't be influenced by by that. I know personal taste comes into it, but I try to eliminate it to at least some degree, if that makes sense. <laughs> it does, and it's a great analogy, you know, as well. We can, we can all look at at you know the people who've achieved success in their particular art form, um, and acknowledge mm-hmm. you know their skill and their success, regardless if if we're particularly interested in 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 them. You know, we don't write them off if we're not interested in them. We just might not be interested in them. And so, you know, exactly. It, but we we I, recognize, yeah. <laughs> recognize their talent. Great. Um, well, we just got a couple minutes left. I, you know, I'll try to squeeze in some other questions here. I'm, I'm wondering if, if you have any kind of last words of advice or general things that you might tell to anyone who's considering entering the contest. You know, uh, general advice, what would you tell them? Douglas, um, go for it. Find your, you know, find the work that you think is your best, um, and I would say it's probably work that's, you know, you you wrote a while ago. Probably not something you wrote this last night. And uh, find one of the, find some of that work, and, and whatever you think's your best, go ahead and send it, and see what happens. Um, because you never know, you might win. <laughs> I mean, I certainly didn't expect to win last year's contest I never expect to win these things but I keep I keep entering them and um, and it's nice to get the recognition when, when when something good happens like that so go for it yeah it certainly is quick devil's advocate for you Doug why not the poem that you wrote last night uh, well I think time is important and I, I think maybe I wanted to mention that earlier but some people and again for me I find that if I if I wrote something the night before you know night before or, or recently, a lot of times it's not done yet. I think it's done, but I, it needs to, to gestate. Um, and uh, so, I don't know. I think it's it seems wise to me to to um, to wait. Some poems have taken me a year to write, where it's 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 like what what Hannah was mentioning earlier about one or two words can can ruin a poem. And I think that if you wait long enough you'll get all the right words eventually. But, but uh, you know, you think, well, it's, it's, it's just a poem, and it is. And, um, and it's, it's a, just a few words, so that means in those few words, a lot can go wrong. So um, I definitely recommend um, sending stuff that you've had around for a while and that's, that's, that's polished. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Hannah, what about you? General um. advice to folks. Um, this might be repeating what I said earlier, but if you know if it's possible to have somebody else take a look at it, somebody whose opinion you trust or um, just an extra set of eyes is always like for those you know those little i t s i t apostrophe s mistakes you know I think that that is the right. one piece of advice that I could give, and there's Great. nothing there's really nothing to lose. <laughs> by entering the process. <laughs> Absolutely. 
outside of your dollar per poem. But, you know, you, you'll get that back in the form of a prize. Well, look, guys, I only have a minute left, and i got to close up here. But I, I wanted to say thank you both for taking time uh, from today uh, to, to talk with me and to, to give the people considering entering the contest some, some insights into what you're looking at. Um, and thank you for all the work that you've done so far and for the uh, even larger amount of work that you're about to do over the next couple of months. Great. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Sure. Um, all right. So that was uh, Douglas Richardson from Los Angeles and Hannah Dow, uh, currently in Manchester, New Hampshire, uh, two of the three judges of the currently running Poetry Superhighway Poetry Contest. Go to our website, poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH, and there's a big banner right on the front page which uh, takes you right to all the contest information. Um, or you can get all the guidelines emailed to you if you email guidelines at poetrysuperhighway.com. I hope you'll consider entering. Um, it's a cool contest. You're definitely going to get a prize for entering, and who knows, you might even win the contest. Thank you guys so much for uh, being with me today. Have a great rest of your day. Our next show is an open reading on August 10th.